Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. Still, as God gives us many, many chances we as believers shouldn't we also be long-suffering with God and to trust him even when we don't understand why he's doing certain things why certain things are being allowed to be taken away out of our lives to trust him and and David did just that he didn't get bitter and say that's it I'll never try to bring the ark again he he, there's redemption and, and beautiful here and so we too can trust in God and wait on him As the psalmist says to his soul, wait on God, be still, wait on him, trust in him. Still hope in the Lord, he's got a good plan for you. If something has been taken from you, something has been hurtfully taken from you, just trust the Lord still. Don't give up, you will see the beauty in it afterwards. But here he says, hey, no one may carry the ark but the Levites, and so We see here that God said it was only the Levites that were to carry the ark. Well, why them? Why why the Levite? Some might say, oh, well, you know, why is God exclusive exclusive just for them? The answer to that is because God said so. And he knows better than all of us. We know this, that he chooses everyone because of his grace, right? So even the Levites, they, they were chosen to do this very holy and privileged job of carrying the ark uh, by God's grace undeserved unmerited favor God chose him but he chose him for his reasons and whoever God chooses for a, a certain particular calling his grace will be sufficient for them to do that job he will equip them to get it done but we have to understand that God does have exclusive callings for particular people. Amen? And those that he calls, he prepares for the job. All of us in this room, everyone who has given their heart to Jesus Christ, were part of the body of Christ. And when Jesus ascended into heaven, he distributed gifts to all of us. Spiritual gifts. And all of us have spiritual gifts, but a, a, a lot of us aren't using them. We're not, they're not activated. We're not engaging the Lord in those areas when we need to really cry out to the Lord in these last days and maybe tonight Lord stir up the gifts that are in me you've saved me you've given me a gift or various gifts Lord stir them up so that they're being used they're being operated and I think the best way to figure out what those gifts are is volunteering as soon as possible And as you start moving, the gifts begin to be more and more evident, not only to ourselves, but to those around us. Wow, you're really good at cleaning windows or whatever. But that's what happens. You begin to recognize what you're good at spiritually. We have to step out in faith, step out of the boat and walk on water like Peter. That's when the, the Holy Spirit moves. I believe the Holy Spirit empowers us when we step out and are willing to volunteer and get involved in things. And eventually, you know, I didn't start, I didn't ro- get saved and roll out of bed and up onto the pulpit. Say, wow, nah, it was, I was all over the place as he was preparing me. 
And the Levites, they were, you know, special in this, in this, the calling was special, it was exclusive, it was unique. They weren't special, but God's special, and it was grace. It's just the same with the calling of being a pastor. He's the special one. I'm a sheepdog. You know, sheepdogs, they take care of the sheep. But in Ephesians 4, 11, 12, you know the verses. It says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body in Christ Jesus. So he himself gave some, exclusive. There are some gifts that, and we should, the Bible says, desire the best gifts. There's nothing wrong with desiring, but we must desire the gifts in the light of obedience to God's will. Hey, Lord, I think this is pretty cool, but what do you say? I'll yield to your will. Like Paul the Apostle, you know, I'm pretty good at uh, communicating with my people, the Jews. And God's like, yeah, but no thanks. You're going to the Gentiles. And what did he say? Yes, sir. So it's always being flexible with God the Holy Spirit on what it is the calling is. But there are many. And David says, this is no, no one can touch the ark. Now he's like, it's like a definite answer. No one, don't touch it. Don't, only the Levites can touch it. Why? So strict. So rigid, King David. No, he understands. It's a, it's a calling for these guys. Let them touch that only. And there's a reminder of we shouldn't try to force ourselves into roles that God has not called us to. Do not try to force ourselves into a role that God has not called us to. The whole world out there, outside of this place, everyone's picking up whatever role, whatever gender, whatever marriage, whatever, whatever, right? That's the world. They, they do what they want. And Satan spins everything around. Whatever feels good to you out there, as long as you're not hurting anybody, choose whatever role you want. God's our king. King of a kingdom. And he is serious about not, not switching up roles. But for all of us knowing what our role is and then sticking to that role. But many forced roles, I've seen it. I, I, as a pastor, I've seen it. The calling of a, of a bishop, biblically, is of the Lord. It's of the Lord. It's not like it being an engineer. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, go to college and be an engineer or an accountant or something. This is dealing with the church of God. It is a calling by God. And just like the Levites, it was specific, and he was going to work with them, whatever they are, whatever he made them up to be, he was going to work with them individually and as a whole, as a tribe, he was going to work with them so that they are able to do a quality job in that calling. It's a calling. A calling means that God's going to give you what it takes in order to fulfill that calling. I had no idea the calling of a pastor was what it is I mean teaching is one thing pastoring is a whole different thing many can teach but pastoring oh my gosh there's so much to learn about how much you can love people and how desperate you are in need for more love for people and I can go on and on and on and on and on to tell you what I have learned what I have what he has taught me what I had no idea this was I had no idea Many things that a seminary cannot teach a pastor, it just they just don't. It's things that God teaches, that God has prepared. 
that God has preordained that to deal with it. And if it's not my calling, if it's not, then you want nothing to do with the calling that's not your calling. I'm telling you, God chooses the pastor. We do not. When I got ordained, that's what they said. We didn't choose them, God did. We're just recognizing God's calling on his life. Not forcing the role. In Psalm 75, verse 5 through 7, it says, Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck, for exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is a judge. He puts down one and he exalts another. It is God who does it. We don't exalt ourselves. We don't try to force the occasion. God's too cool for that. The wisdom of God is first peaceable. It's first peaceful. There is no striving. You cruise into it. Then you beg him for a lot of help. In Hebrews 5, verse 4 through 6, it says that no man takes this honor to himself. But he who is called by God, just as Aaron was, so also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said, you are my son, today I have begotten you. That's a strong, strong verses. Speaking of the position of, a high, of the high priest that Aaron didn't call himself, God did. And the congregation knew that God did. Moses knew that God did, because God told Moses. And at Calvary Chapel, we have a Moses philosophy of government. But it's a strong verse there in Hebrew 5, because it says, so Christ did not glorify himself. Like even our Lord, like submitted to the Father's calling on his life. That's heavy. That's heavy. And I've seen this. I've seen this happen where, 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 where guys have ordained themselves. And I, I haven't seen it work. I have not seen it work because it's unbiblical. It's forcing the role. Oh, you may be thinking to yourself, what does that have to do with me, Pastor Ryan? This is like a sermon for you. We'll get to that. I've seen senior pastors put people in positions almost forcibly when they're not even called, when they haven't been tested, when they hardly know who they are. They put them in position because they're afraid that they will leave their church unless they give them a position. I've seen it. Guys, I've seen And that comes from insecurity. They're not secure in who they are in Christ. That they feel like, I, I mean... You'll be surprised and shocked. And it's not just like new pastors of new churches. It's like people have been around for a long time. And, and it's not allowed. It's God calls. It's not allowed. God calls. Um, I have seen uh, God. There's the forcing of roles with, with women pastors today. That's another thing that's coming up um, pretty big, even, even now I think more than ever, where churches are 
going against the scriptures and allowing women to teach men and to have authority over them in a church when it is clear in scripture that that's not to be. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 12 through 14, it says, And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, and Eve, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. And so Paul goes into the Old Testament, goes all the way to Genesis and says, In other words, men were made differently to lead spiritually. This is why husbands need to lead in their home spiritually. Brothers, <laughs> we need to lead. We need to watch out. We need to take care of what the Bible calls the weaker vessel, our helpmate, to love them, to get them strong in the word so that they discern. But again, God forbids women from teaching, but again, there's, that's happening in churches where there's women pastors. And I don't know why they don't honor the word of God. The word of God says no. I don't know why. Just like the, just like the eating of, of, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God told Adam and Eve, don't eat of it. And, 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 and the Lord says, in my church, this is not to be. And they do away with it. But Deborah was so fantastic in the Old Testament. And she led Barak by the hand. Well, Barak, she, she, it, was, it, was, it was a knock on Barak. It was, it was a sin against Israel because the men were not stepping up. But women need to be careful to have some scriptural backing in their homes when they say, you know what, my husband ain't, ain't leading, so I'm going to wear the pants. You, you, you better have some proof and some fruit and some counsel and be careful because angels are watching, God is watching. But anyways, it's, it's about forcing a role that one is not called to, to do. Wives are, are not called to lead their husbands. Don't try to force that relationship. Don't try to force that. And um, I think because we're in this fallen world and our fallen natures try to rebel against the, the, the right roles. Ah, I won't hurt the kids. We'll just keep letting them get away with disobedience and keep letting them get away with bad mouthing and just keep letting them we can't let them get away because God is watching to see if we're going to let them force a role of parenting upon us and reverse roles and even at the beginning of the fall as part of the curse God said to Eve that you your desire will be for your husband that word desire in Hebrew is shukwa which means to control as part of the fallen nature of women, it will be to try to control their husbands. That's a role that they're not to have. Because Christ is ahead of man and man is ahead of wife. And, and so, but uh, some husbands let that go. They hand over the keys, their role, to their wives. When God is watching, yeah, but I go to church and I praise the Lord and then I go home and let, and, and, and there's no order. 
So, anyways, these are roles, roles that uh, that the Lord uh, here has exclusively for people. So, um, and David gathered all Israel together at Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to its place, which he had prepared for it. Then David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites, of the sons of Kohath, Uriel, the chief, and 120 of his brethren, of the sons of Merari, Asiah, the chief, and 220 of his brethren, of the sons of Gershom, uh, Joel, the chief, and 130 of his uh, brethren, of the sons of uh, Elisaphan, uh, Shemaiah the chief and the and two hundred of his brethren of the sons of Hebron Eliel uh, the chief and eighty of his brethren of the sons of Uziel Aminadab the chief and one hundred and twelve of his brethren and David called for Zadok and Abathar the priests and for the Levites for Uriel uh, Asiah Joel Shemaiah Eliel and Aminadab, and he said, You are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. Now, this is some cool detail here. David was like a prophet himself. He's he's instructing the Levites to sanctify themselves purify themselves before God so that they can do this deed. Notice that he didn't address the rest of the tribes of Israel. He's addressing them to now do a specific cleansing, a specific preparation for the calling. And that's another thing about forcing roles that we're not called to do. We're best when we're doing the roles that God has called us to do. Whether you're a husband or a husband should do the, the husband role, the wife, the wife role, the kids, the kids role. We are at best in Christ when we are doing those roles. Because as God prepares us in those roles, it works out. It works out because he created us for those roles. And the Levites were created to do something extra that the other tribes aren't doing. They're sanctifying themselves while everyone else was doing something else. Whatever they wanted to do. I don't know what, they, what the other tribes were doing. They're playing tribe kickball or something. They're just hanging out. They're living with their families. But that tribe's moving. They're doing something that the others weren't called to do. And with these roles that God has, you know, the, you know count the cost. You, we don't know what it entails as far as the preparation. And many like the idea of a certain calling. One may like the idea of being a pastor. But they, you know, until you really understand what it entails. You ain't going to sleep a lot of nights. You're going to battle and wrestle with God all night sometimes for the souls of, of God's church. You're, you're, it, it'll, it'll pull you in deep ways that you knoweth not. Warfare, un, indescribable. Levites, go sanctify yourself. Everyone else is doing That's just the calling. But the Levites are like, yep, I was called to do this. Perfect. Don't bother me. Because you called, that's what the calling does. 
That's why we don't lay hands on anybody hastily, because we want them to be called by God. We want them to be clear, 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 that they're called. Because if they're called by God, they may have times where they're upset with God when they don't understand them, but, but by gosh, they're going to still try to bring the ark on a different day. They're just not going to give up, you see? They're not going to give up. I don't understand. And you, you hear guys with the title and they, they give up. I don't, I don't understand that. Other than they weren't called. Verse 13. For because you did not do it the first time, the Lord your God broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. Wow, that's heavy. But there's the answer as to why Uzziah was killed. Because they did not consult with God concerning what is the proper order. Because God's a God of order. He's not the author of confusion. He's a God of order. He's a God of, of, of really his timing as well. And so the warning is to seek the Lord. We often think, see, seek him, thus says the Lord. So, but in reality, guys, yeah, a lot of things are just symptoms of spiritual problems. We think, why am I going through this trial or that trial or this problem or that problem? And oftentimes we don't recognize that the, the issue is that we're not doing the roles that God has called us to live out in our homes. God's a God of order. We're not seeking him to say, are things in order in my home? Do I even know what order looks like? It may be so long since we've consulted with God about, is my house a house of order? What does that even look like? Peaceful. Holy. Fruits of the Spirit. Love. Forgiveness. Not perfection, but just we're all falling in the direction of the Lord. Be diligent, the Bible says, to know the state of your flocks. Be diligent to know that we're all living up to the roles that he has for us. And not trying to force the roles we should have on others or vice versa. Amen? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for it, Lord, and ask that it would bear much fruit in our lives. Lord, you saved us from lives that were full of disorder, full of confusion, to, Lord, bring us before your face so that you can cleanse us, wash us of our sins, and give us eternal life and a new life, a life of order, a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of excitement, and a life of, of just studying and learning what our roles are and then honoring you by practicing the right roles. So Father, I pray your blessing upon our hearts as the word went forth. May it bear fruit. And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
I want to give you an opportunity to raise your hand and ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. If you're ready to repent, and God has spoken to your heart. Jesus offers eternal life for those who would put their faith in him and repent of their sins. So if that's you and you want to do that tonight, we want to encourage you to do so because a day is not promised to anyone. So if you're here and you need to do that, please do so. Jesus is coming soon. You want to be ready. You don't want to be left behind. Is there anyone here? Father, we thank you again. and We ask your blessing upon our fellowship as we continue with that tonight. We love you, Lord. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Chapman, above.